Hey kid, did you know it takes all kinds of critters to make Farmer Vincent's fritters? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about, but this meat tastes delicious. I know, it's people. <laughs> you ready to talk some movies, Brennan? Yeah, okay. Well, let's go. That's right, folks. In one year, uh, my father has not learned how to play the harmonica yet. <laughs> I definitely, I mean, I was watching The Last Drive-In, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, wait, they have like a harmonica bit after he talks, and I'm like, oh, I totally did not steal it from there, though. Because <laughs> we're supposed to be hanging out at the campfire. Yeah. And I don't have an acoustic guitar, so. <laughs> because can you imagine how terrible that would be? That would be pretty awful. <laughs> oh, Yeah. Hi, I'm Dan. I'm Brennan. (laughs) And uh, this is the Corrupted Youth Podcast. Uh, We're a father and son duo that explores the latest blockbusters, classic genre films, and the schlackiest of Golden Age beaches, rental store flicks, and spoiler-heavy fashion. We're rusty. Mm, A little bit. We haven't done this in a while. Um, We missed last month because personal things man everything just hit everything the yeah. at once it yeah. was crazy but uh we're we're doing okay we're we're fine mm-hmm. um nobody's sick or anything just stuff happened couldn't get to it we had to move three states we have different names now oh man we already used our real names oh shoot yeah <laughs> whatever nobody listens to this anyway <laughs> who are we doing this for <laughs> um this is our summer slasher camp um so for the next three months Every movie that we do was picked by the members of our Facebook group in the Dongle Den, and we already did our drawing, we did all the things, listened to our previous episode. No, wait, no, we didn't cover it in that, did we? Uh, the live stream. Oh, yeah, we yeah. did a live stream, it's in the Dongle Den. But anyways, um, this is Motel Hell that we're covering, and Bridget from the Dongle Den, this ended up being uh, one of her selections, and... This is the one that didn't have to get drawn from a hat. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So the consensus was everybody go for it. But here's the thing. Um, There was a little contention on what movies are slashers and what are not. Mm -hmm. So we decided to come up with a special formula just for us. We are going to have five tropes picked by each of us, right? Mm -hmm. So Brennan has five. I have five. We did not discuss what they are ahead of time. But if it meets, what what would you say, a 50% or more criteria? Mm. Or would you want like a little more I th- I over say 50? Since we each chose five, mm-hmm. I'd say per our own criteria, three or more. Yes. So, but, but we're combining them. Combining them, so six. Okay. So it has to meet at least six of our tropes. I'm glad we just figured this out now. Yeah. You had to hear that live. 
Yeah, so then it will determine, according to us, whether or not it is a slasher. So, there. Problem solved, everybody. Woohoo. But it's alright, because we're going to have fun, because it's Summer Slasher Camp. Yeah. And um, this year's Summer Slasher Camp, unfortunately, last year's had to have a dedication too, but this year is dedicated to our fellow dongle, Mandy, who passed away in April. She will be missed. But this Slasher Camp, this is for you, Mandy. So. That out of the way. Um, first time viewing, Brennan? Yes, it is. You are incorrect. You did not have a first time viewing. You watched a good chunk of it a couple years ago, and your mom actually watched some of it too. Really? And you two made fun of it, and you said it was dumb. I mean, it's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't watch the whole thing. No. Um, I think it was just like the back, back chunk. So I'm surprised you did not even remember. Yeah. That's not going to bode well for this movie. Probably not. <laughs> uh, first time I saw it was on Monster Vision with Joe Bob Briggs. Nice. In the 90s. And I had never seen it before. And it blew my mind. Does it still blow my mind? We'll find we'll out. We'll talk about it. <laughs> um, yeah, let's get some IMDb info. So according to IMDb, Motel Hell is described as a seemingly friendly farmer and his sister kidnap unsuspecting travelers and bury them alive, using them to create special meat they are famous for. And that's it. Thank you. We're out. That's actually a pretty good little description. It is, because there's not a whole lot to this. No. It's pretty simple. Uh, pretty coherent, too, as far as story goes. So mm -hmm. that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, it was directed by Kevin Connor, and I will say this up front, I took a look at his um, information as far as like his work goes, and all his directing stuff is mostly television shows and even more so made-for-TV movies. Oh, that's always a good sign. And it definitely shows with us, because I'm going to say that the entire thing feels like a TV movie. Yeah, that's fair. And it has... And then I'm not saying that's necessarily bad either, because it's very competent. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't, I'm not complaining about the directing in this movie whatsoever. No. I can't fault it for that. It's just kind of generic. It's, yeah, it's a little bland. Yeah, it's very flat. Yeah. In, a, in most scenes. So that's pretty typical of the time period, too. Yeah. Cast is Rory Calhoun, Paul Link, Nancy Parsons. Nina Axelrod, and um, let's throw in Wolfman Jack. Nice. <laughs> famous famous radio DJ Wolfman Jack has a bit part in this as Reverend Billy, where mostly he just kind of sits in a chair and mumbles. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's like one other scene where he's outside. Oh, they just, they, so they had a thing on TV recently in our area for this car show at a casino that benefited veterans. And clearly they were going for an old school rock and roll type thing. And the guy who did the voiceover for the commercial was doing Wolfman Jack. And I would, it, it showed here for probably two months straight. And I just kept making fun of it every time because it stirred off and he'd be like, Hey everybody. But I was always telling your mom that it would be funny 
if he just started everything off like that, but then got in the really personal things <laughs> and only still you talked like that all the time. That would be funny. Where he was like, hey, everybody, Denise left me and I'm sad. I should have paid more attention to her needs and treated her with respect, but I didn't. She always told me to stop doing this voice. <laughs> and I kept on doing it. <laughs> Wolfman Jack, though, pretty iconic. Even had his own cartoon show. If he got into a fight with Casey Kasem, who would win? Oh, Wolfman Jack. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. Unless Casey Kasem brought in his crazy wife. Ooh. That would be cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Enough about that <laughs> sidetrack. I just really wanted to talk about that. With yeah, you. that's funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. We've got a trailer, too, I guess. Here's trailer. There's a friendly motel. We'd like a room for the night. Come on inside, I'll fix you up. Featuring a heated pool and competitive sports. <laughs> Where Ida and Frama Vincent tend a garden. Their famous secret garden for very special guests. Drop in. You just might die laughing. Motel Hell rated R. Yeah, that was trailer. That was a really neat trailer. Thanks for showing me. <laughs> I mean, I guess we can just talk about our four main characters. We have uh, Farmer Vincent. The best, the best part of this movie. Oh, absolutely. I say this movie does not work without this man's charm as an actor. Yeah. He plays it so sincere and straight mm -hmm. and never really comes off as evil. He just plays it so matter-of-fact. Yeah. And that's probably really good for this movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, unfortunately, there's no suspense to this movie. Mm-hmm. There's just none. They just, everything's just upfront about what's happening. They never try to hide anything. There's no mystery. There's absolutely no mystery at all. Yeah. They try to set up a little bit of mystery. The, the mystery of is what's, what's in that, that meat like cellar thing like oh what's in there oh like the garden area even? not the garden oh like that building yeah that that they make all the meat in that oh, they like the... prepare it they because it was always like oh it's behind that door like oh it can't can't go back there can't go behind this door but you already know what's but, in there yeah but you know it's in there it's humans they've already talked about it yeah so there really is no and also i guess the only sort of tension comes from the fact that you don't think that the main character is safe at all? The the main girl, when we get to oh, her. Oh, sure, yeah. Um, we also, um, his sister, Ida, um, probably she's the most uh, mean-spirited, I guess, mm -hmm. but she plays it very childlike, almost. Yeah. I don't remember if it was explicitly said that they're brother and sister. Because I remember the first time I watched it, I was like, are they married? Are they related? He's, he calls her his little sister oh. at one point. But that was the first time that I noticed, too. Because they don't really make that clear. Yeah. And it, I, the, when I first saw it, I remember a long time ago, I just was always confused on it. And then, I don't know. <laughs> I guess I should have paid better attention. Yeah. But it is weird that two grown siblings live together. It is weird. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean... It's not that that can't happen, but if you're making meat sticks out of people, then yeah, it gets even weirder because anything's possible at that point. Yeah, I guess so. Um, 
we also have Terry, who the whole kidnapping thing, because what happens is Vincent goes out and he will get people on the back country road. He'll disable their vehicle somehow. And then, like it says, kidnaps them. They bury them in this garden area. They put sacks over their heads. They take out their vocal cords. so They can't scream or anything. They just gurgle. But everybody sounds exactly the same. Yeah. There's no difference. <laughs> it's always like... Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It sounds like the same person yeah. for all of them. Yeah, they just had like... One guy do it. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. Called it a day. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to uh, research into what it takes to, not, not the smoking process, I get the meat smoking process, but the reason why they buried them. Yeah. And I think that is a thing, um, if anybody knows about processing meat. <laughs> and should you, like, I don't know, stick a cow in the ground for a while? <laughs> like... I don't know if they were just, like, fattening them up because they fed them through the tubes. They didn't really feed them a lot, though. No, but they definitely gave them, like, some type of gruel or something that they could suck through tubes. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, that's how he, how Terry comes into the picture because she's uh, riding with her motorcycle enthusiast boyfriend down the road. And they get the tire shot out. And the the thing is with this, and this is definitely going to factor into probably our tropes, is that they don't murder anybody instantly in this. Yeah. They just have them get into an accident and then drug them or whatever, or take them in the... They're not murdering them right off the, the hop. Mm-hmm. Which is... I mean, it's interesting for this movie, though. Yeah. I mean, they have this whole entire process, and they get they get into it. With uh, a little backstory. Um, but yeah, anyways, um, there's also the other sibling who's a cop. Also confusing. Also didn't know he was a sibling for a while. Right. They were a little more forward with that, calling him little brother or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but then later on, it just gets explained towards the end for like, I guess to just be like, well, what? how did he not know that they're putting people in in the meat all this time if it's a family business Mm -hmm. and they've been doing it forever well he ran away from home when he was 11 came back when he got older sure i guess i don't even really see where him being a sibling was that big of a factor no it didn't even have to be a thing yeah it just was a little confusing it really was the movie's just a series of you know setups to get people to bury in the ground Mm -hmm. um there's the the part with the band, with uh, Ivan and the Terribles, which that band looked pretty cool. Yeah, they looked really cool. <laughs> it was an awesome paint job of, yeah. of Ivan on the front. Um, there was also a band, uh, I'm trying to remember how long ago it was. It was in the north central Wisconsin area. They would tour, and it was Ivan and the Terribles. So I got the reference. <laughs> Never got to see them, though. So I don't know. Maybe they were terrible. If you were in Ivan and the Terribles in Wisconsin, <laughs> right on in. Could you imagine if a dongle turned out to be in Ivan and the Terribles? That'd be pretty cool. That'd be really awesome. Yeah, but not this band. Um, One of the guys famously in this band is also John Ratzenberger, who is famous for being in Cheers, playing Cliff Clavin, the mailman. And also, um, he was in Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back. 
And he was also the pig, like the piggy bank in Toy Story. Oh, we should have led with that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, House 2. Can't forget House 2. House 2 is pretty cool. House 2 is really cool. Never it's... seen House 1. No? Oh no. my god, you gotta see it. Because uh, the guy who plays Norm from Cheers is in that one. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't know if there was just like a some weird connection with that or if it's a coincidental Yeah. Thing. I have no idea. <laughs> Those movies aren't even really related. Moving along. Uh, let's see. What other type of victims are there? There's the weird sex couple. Yeah, th- that was pretty funny. I did kind of like that. Um, I, well, I shouldn't come. They're just like kinky. They're just really kinky. Mm-hmm. And they show up. So apparently one of the setups that uh, Vincent did was he put an ad out in some paper. Um, so like, I guess back then it would have to be in like a sex magazine that somebody could find it. And that's why they show up there. Cause they're expecting like a kinky good time. And you know, it's just playing all the dumb things. I like it when the, the, the lady has the whip yeah. and is just whipping everything in the room for no reason. Yeah. It's a long scene too. Yeah. I just heard just whipping everything in that room. Yeah. And the guy comes out wearing all sorts of different garb yeah it was pretty funny it was funny and i think this movie is supposed to be a comedy yeah i could see that i think that's what they were going for because it never gets too dark and serious Mm -hmm. it's very playful yeah even though the subject matter is kind of dark so i do appreciate that about it is that if you just kind of know that Mm -hmm. then it then it works but you know even in even in that one he uses gas he, he did it to the guys in the van, too, just pumped in gas. Yeah. So they all went unconscious. And there was just, like, another two two ladies where he set up cutouts of cows, and they had to move it. That one was a little <laughs> weird. That was kind of... It was a lot cheesy. Yeah. I mean, I get that you would have that initial reaction of, oh, cows, but then it took them way too long to realize that they weren't real, because <laughs> they did not look They were also real. pretty dumb. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's that like late seventies, early eighties, so you know everybody was probably high. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of marijuana and cocaine going around. Some lewds. I don't know. I don't want to. <laughs> get too into that. Oh, there was also we also have the the inspector guy who who came by, and um, he he kind of gets suspicious that something's up. That there's something weird going on. He, I don't think he thinks it's people by any means. Yeah. But Vincent is just kind of a jerk to him, too, on mm-hmm. top of it. So, like, why would you raise those suspicions? I don't get it. But, yeah, he ended up, like, sneaking. Not, I shouldn't even say sneaking, because he wasn't very sneaky. No. He just kind of shows up at night to snoop around and then gets caught right away. So these are, the, these are, ba- these are all the people... That are just buried in the ground in this garden area. No vocal cords. Sacks on their heads. Getting fed through a tube. Scary concept. It is a scary concept, but it's also, because of the comedy of this movie, it just never feels threatening, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so back to Terry, the girl. Um, I guess Vincent just has a thing for her. And it's a lot of this movie is just this... It's actually a very innocent older man, younger woman relationship that buds from this because his brother, the cop, 
like tries has a thing with her and tries putting the moves on her gets way too handsy definitely <laughs> and when they're like stealing the drive-in movie which is weird at the because they go up to the lover's lane and then he gets everybody to leave who's having sex in their cars so that they can just watch this movie with binoculars and listen to it over the police radio seems really extra it does you know what it probably was not that expensive to go see a movie back then, <laughs> especially yeah. at the drive-in. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe it was because my mom would always make me like hide under a blanket to try to look younger so she didn't have to pay as much for me to get in. That's pretty great. I never had to hide like in the trunk or anything, but it was definitely try to look younger because you're too lo- tall and gangly. <laughs> Man, what are you going to do? <laughs> you could just be like, no, seriously, this kid's like only so old whatever (laughs) (laughs) but that's pretty much the movie as far as plot goes i mean i don't know i guess we talk about that relationship a little bit more because it does get to a point where vincent does propose to her Mm -hmm. and terry is just like all right like let's get it on because you know we're gonna get married and he has he wants nothing to do with it yeah so that's even weirder that he's just that he has that high of morals, I guess. Mm-hmm. He wants to wait until they're married and they might not even it doesn't even like I didn't get that vibe that they would even be. It was just an emotional relationship. Yeah, it was really odd. And there's also like the weird jealousy with the sister, too, mm-hmm. where she tries to drown her when they're out in the inner tubes, like just hanging out in the pond. That was weird, too. Yeah, that was also weird. Didn't really go anywhere either. I guess it, I mean, it was a lot harder for her when she realized that they were using people, like when she found out. But they didn't necessarily, um, he didn't necessarily groom her or anything. Not at all. Just, I mean, granted, the circumstances under which she is at that home is totally messed up. Yes. But if you take that out of this, and let's say she, let's say he legitimately found her after an accident. And nursed her back to health. I could see that. Like, I don't know. And then when she asked about her her boyfriend, Boris or whatever, Bo. Yeah. And they were like the excuses. Oh, well, he died and I buried him. And then, like, she's like, that's really messed up. Yeah. You can't just do that. And the cop's like, well, you can in this county. And I'm like, oh, man, just the sticks, especially in, like that yeah. time period. That's back when you could still just get away with stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> and then she like moves on from him really fast. Yeah. She like she cries at his grave and then she's just loving her life in the country. Yeah. And just how Vincent is like, well, we could just use some extra hands around here for help. I'm like, man, so you're just going to make her work right away? <laughs> you never even see her working. No. <laughs> You don't really see anybody working no one's until working. Like, the end of the movie. No one even stays at the motel. <laughs> that couple kind of do. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because when they go to do their shenanigans at night, oh, I guess they, yeah, you do see people working because they tend to. They tend to their garden. Yeah, but you don't really see Terry working. What is mm-hmm. she doing? Yeah. She, she's not tending to those people. No. But then, uh, man, yeah, it's kind of. Tom, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. What a ah, oh, yeah. What's something else we should talk about? Uh, the whole process 
afterwards. Like, you don't really get to see much. There's not a lot of gore in this. Barely any. Barely any. Um, you get to see, like, later on, like, how they, they'll wash the bodies. But they also, like, they... So with the three guys that they did actually, like, you see them kill them. Like, they they hypnotized them beforehand. Yeah. So that it was a more humane process. I say that, like, that's the only term I can come up with. Like, they were trying to be nice about it. So they, like, hypnotize them and then, like, break their necks by yanking them with a trailer. Which also doesn't make any sense. So they yank, so they put like, the nooses around their necks and they mm-hmm. have the tractor and it pulls them, snaps their necks. And like the tractor even like rears up. And then later in that same scene without changing it at all, they just drive the tractor and pull the bodies out. Yeah. And then you notice that like I get the acting and stuff, but the guy in the middle was wiggling. <laughs> yes. He was still wiggling. Really bad. Yeah. Like he was doing, oh, I'm having death spasms or something. Yeah, you don't do that. Yeah, because they were already supposed to be dead. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, like they, they clean them up, they wash them, and then uh, get them ready to like, take out all the guts and stuff, because it's all stuff that was either going to be used to make sausage or whatever. And he only has, like, what what did he say, a 100, 100 mile radius that he serves his meats to mm-hmm. and distributes it. But then, like, you, it only seems like you can get it there because they can't be making that much. And the, the people factor, if you have, like, a major, any type of distribution beyond that one location, I can't see there being, like, you got to have way more pork in there or beef or whatever. Yeah, there can't be a lot of human. Yeah, the, it's not, it would have to be a small amount. But apparently that's what makes it good, is the people inside it. Although when... The cop dude found like that marsh area or whatever where all the cars are being dumped. Uh-huh. He said that there were hundreds of cars in there. <laughs> yeah, so, he also said that he did some detective work. He did say that, yeah. So he I did guess, some detective work. Yeah. <laughs> but also, like, this is a family business and they've been doing this for at least their lifetime. But I don't think they, they weren't adding people. Only Farmer Vincent. Was he started the people? He started thing. the people, but still, because they 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 tell the story about when he was a kid and he put the dog. Yeah, he smoked a dog and put it in some meat, and the grandma loved it, and that's kind of how it got started. But still, that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people yes. over all those years. Yes, like hundreds of people. Sure, hundreds of vehicles, hundreds of missing people reports in the same area. Oh, here's the thing, though. Back then, you don't have the database of missing persons like you do now. Oh, totally. Yeah, no, I understand that. I totally get that. But, (laughs) but, like, I could get, you know, a couple dozen people even Uh in that time. But, like, hundreds of people, hundreds of people, that, I think that would at least draw some attention. This is also not, like, the titty twister from, from Dust Till Dawn. We're behind there. There was like the big crevasse filled with semis and cars and trucks. Yeah, and that was pretty crazy. Because over time, yeah, they got to go somewhere. What do you do with it? Mm-hmm. And even the amount of time he spent, you can't just go dumping them in a pond. Yeah. Was that the same pond they were in earlier, too? 
Like, it's unclear. There would be a lot of vehicles to have to hide. A lot. Yeah. You think you would come up with a better system. Yeah, you'd think that you'd get them without a vehicle. And I'm sure that some people would come there to stay at the hotel. And then, because like when the, the kink couple comes in, he doesn't have them register. So that way there's no proof that they were there. Which was smart, yeah. That was a smart move. So what we're saying is, you got to come up with a better plan if you're going to cannibalize people mm-hmm. into your smoked meats. Mm-hmm. I'd say modernize the process. Get an app for it. A website. <laughs> but I mean, like the cop brother, though. I like when uh, Vincent was like, saying that he's the biggest cannibal after uh, Terry finds out what's happening. Yeah. Because eventually everything, this entire thing just kind of goes to hell real quick. Because uh, Terry's boyfriend ends up digging his way out of the ground. He's that determined. And also, I will say this. Because if you think that the relationship between Vincent and Terry is a little creepy because he's much older. So was this boyfriend. So was Bo. So she was definitely had a thing for older guys. Yeah. So it makes sense. Yeah. Doesn't seem that weird then. It's still weird, but yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the whole thing's weird if you think yeah. about it, but yeah. So she had a type. Yeah. That's a nice detail, actually. I don't think it was intentional because I think just, I don't know. Isn't it like always like older guys are always trying to get the younger women? I guess. I mean, uh, it's, it's a thing. Not. Yeah. Like in movies and stuff. I know. It's a thing in real life. In real life, too. Yes. <laughs> sure. Yes. But does it work all the time? And no no <laughs> no Bo gets out and then he gets all the other survivors who haven't been processed he gets them out and they kind of all go after vincent and his sister and it's not really explained what happens to most of them do they just run to, off yeah to any of them actually yeah because it's not like they all get revenge they get the sister and even then, you don't even see what happens to her. Last you see, she's getting, like, beat up. And then yeah. the, that whole They show thing. her later, like, buried, like, head first yeah. into the ground. But everything, like, everyone else, you never, you never see him again. Yeah. Like, they don't even go after Vincent, really. No, they don't. I was expecting that to happen. Yeah. Only the boyfriend does. Oh. Yeah. But then he ends up getting dumped in the, the smoker room. Yeah. So... He actually, like, is that the only real victim murder murder? Yes. That's not going to bode well for this movie. No. Then we have uh, Cop Brother and Farmer Vincent chainsaw fight. Not like there's a whole lot of chainsaw fights in movies, but this this one ranks up there. I mean, I can think of three off the top of my head. So you have Motel Hell, you have Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, and then you have Mandy. Mm hmm. All decent chainsaw fights. Chainsaw fight in the Resident Evil 7 game, which is really fun. Oh, but we're not going to count that. Yeah. Just an example. The impracticality of chainsaw fights, too. Yeah. I don't know if anybody has ever really used a chainsaw, but uh, notoriously, uh, the chains break. Yeah. They're, they're, they're meant to do one thing. Just cut through wood, and that's pretty much it. Like, imagine, like, taking two... Um, gears and chains off of a bike spinning them really fast and then just smacking them around those chains are gonna go flying off yeah i mean i've worked with chainsaws and they'll break like 
So it's not really, it's cool. I'm not dissing, I'm not trying to be like, oh, the reality of this just wouldn't work. It, it wouldn't work. But you know what? They're still awesome. That's my point. Yeah. I still, I still like a good chainsaw fight. And this one's pretty cool too, because clearly uh, the guy who played Vincent does not want to be involved with an actual chainsaw fight. Mm-hmm. So his stuntman is in there. So they have him wear a pig head, which completely impractical. Totally. This giant pig head that's on him. But iconic, you got to give it that. And I think that's what a lot of people, when they think of this movie, are probably thinking of Chainsaw Fight. Yeah. With Pighead. And uh, the brother, the cat brother, gets pretty messed up in this fight, too. He does. He gets slashed a lot. Yeah. There is definitely some, uh, it's, it's not a clean fight. There are injuries on both sides until the, the fatal one where Vincent gets the chainsaw right in the side which looks pretty cool it does yeah and i yeah. think that that's the most gore that you get yeah i mean other than torsos and stuff sure but i mean it's just meat to them and that's the way it's just portrayed too yeah it's just kind of there yeah because you see all the pigs hung up and everything all those well they're, they're probably just props also they've got a lot of just kind of meat hanging around sausage on a slicer like is that just hanging out yeah this seems like kind of unsafe condition unsanitary yeah i mean for as good as the job that they do they're also kind of like eh. kind of sloppy yeah kind of sloppy yeah it, was totally it it, oh they, totally they kind of make it seem like it, it well if everyone's funny. freaking out over it yeah yeah i mean would i like if you put it in front of me <laughs> if you knew it was people if i knew it was people probably I, not i would not but what do you do with the afterthought of like, oh man, I ate all those people. I ate so many people. How many people did I eat over time? That would be upsetting. Yeah, that would be. Although if like it turns out like McDonald's is pumping human into their chicken nuggets or their McChickens, I'm, I'm still eating that. <laughs> I, I can't lie. That's probably not going to stop me. They could be like, it's like, it's 30% human 20% horse. The rest is unknown. I don't care. I'm, I'm going to say this. I don't think I would be very upset if there were other animals. People would, I would be upset by. But, I mean, I don't even eat that much meat anymore. So I'm, I'm not really the, the greatest authority on this. Humans just don't have, like, a lot of, like, good places, like, good meaty parts to eat. Yeah, you'd think he'd be a little more selective with who he wants. Yeah, he's, he's just, just, just taking anybody. Anybody, yeah. Yeah, and if you're taking that, the even in the Terribles, that entire band, man. So much drugs in them. Yeah, all the drugs in their system. Yeah. That's probably not good for your meat processing. Oh, we we tested your meat. Um, you're, they Are they going to probably find people in there? Not necessarily, but they're going to find those drugs. Mm-hmm. I did like the bit at the end where um, farmer guy's dying and he's like, I'm the biggest hypocrite of them all. And, you know, it's you, you think he's going to have some like moral flip or something like that. He just says, I use preservatives and then he dies. That was great. <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty great line. <laughs> like just the way he acts in this, you would expect him to have some regrets. Then it's just about preservatives. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, so I don't really have much more to say about it until we get to our next phase. Yeah, I guess just... Um, oh, I will say this. I did like the vehicles in this. Oh, sure. Yeah. Like that cop car. It's really cool nice. Car. Yeah. Even the, 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 the family and their station wagon. Mm-hmm. And his truck. His truck was really cool. His truck was awesome. You know what? Um, man, I should get on like better terms with the brother-in-law because he loves that, that specific truck. He's restored a few like that. It'd mm-hmm. be great to have one restored. Exactly. <laughs> like, like Farmer Vincent's. That would be great. Yeah, and all the tens of people that would get that. <laughs> it would be cool, though. It would be really cool, yeah. yeah. Also, um, real quick, uh, font talk. I really love that font in the beginning of the movie. The neon sign font. That was really fun. Fantastic, yeah. It was so just like that 70s vibe to it mm-hmm. early 80s i loved it yeah to the point where if they use that now in like a period piece of that time i go oh that's a little that's a little cheesy yeah that's a little too on the nose yeah but not really no it's not worked so, really well yeah all right you ready to move on sure <laughs> let's wrap this up by uh just right now give me your movie rating by saying movie and whether or not you would recommend it and then it's a movie. Yeah. It, it it had a really interesting concept. And I think that, what's his name, Farmer Vincent? He's the best part. But I just don't think that it executed all the ideas as well as it could have. Um, this movie didn't really have a hero. And this movie didn't really feel like it had a main character. And even like the the guys escaping from the garden, like everyone escaping, was completely unrelated to the main plot. So all the conflicts and everything were just kind of not set up very well. It's still entertaining. And I think that's mostly to do with Farmer Vincent. And I think the concept is very scary. This is actually a movie that I could see having a really good modern day remake. I think just another look at the concept would be really cool. But yeah, I I do recommend it. It's a loose recommendation. Oh, okay. But I mean, it's a fun movie. I enjoyed it. Yeah, um, I I am very much in agreement on a lot of what you just said. I think it is a movie. I'm not very excited about saying movie because, I mean, it's a cult classic mm-hmm. for a reason. Obviously, it it has good appeal. Anybody could kind of get into this. You don't have to be, you know, the super in the horror movies to get it. Or to enjoy watching it. It moves along pretty well. Yeah. Um, it does. It, it gets a little dull at one point, but it's because everybody, especially Farmer Vincent, um, is so charismatic. It kind of keeps you in. Yeah. And it, and nothing, no scene ever goes on too long. It's, it's very much a and then movie. Yeah. But not in a bad way. Like it just keeps going like they just had ideas and boom 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 like we need to get all these ideas out there and yeah they just they set a goal they accomplished it i guess um it's fun it's never spectacular i say it's a fair recommendation too and is it a slasher so brennan please let the dongles know your 
slasher trope checklist. So the first item on my checklist is the movie has to have three or more kills. I think two is too little because that's just two deaths. Three, I think, is a fair number. I still think that's low for a slasher movie, especially if it marketed itself as a slasher movie and there's only three kills. I'd be a little disappointed. Sure. But three kills. Yes, this technically meets that qualification because there were four kills, maybe five. If the sister died, she probably did. Okay. But that also wasn't killed. That She wasn't killed by the slasher. Um, I also put down an emphasis on the kills themselves. Okay. Um, this is usually done through like gore or just how the scene is paced. That there's an emphasis on each kill. Mm-hmm. A setup. Uh, I don't think this really meets that. There was no like emphasis on the actual killings themselves. That wasn't what was driving the plot. Yeah, I I agree with that, and um, that almost made my list. Like I I was gonna list it as gimmick. Mm, sure, like a gimmick gimmick kills. Uh, I put down that a killer, the killer of some kind, is like hunting down prey mm-hmm. in a way. Uh, because most slasher movies, I'd say, it's like people on the run, or you know, there's an alpha predator chasing them down. Sure. And I also put down that there's like a group of people being hunted. You usually get like a cast of some kind and you see them get hunted down. Okay. And then I did put down a gimmick unrelated to like the emphasis on the kills because you can still do that without like a gimmick of some kind. Okay. But, but yeah, I, I think, and that one isn't, that one also isn't like super necessary for it to be a slasher movie, but it definitely helps especially to differentiate it from other killers, a gimmick of some kind is nice. Yeah. And that was kind of my whole thought with that too, even though it didn't make mine. (laughs) (laughs) I had a whole bunch, but we'll get into mine. So carry on. That was the fifth one. Oh. So under my list, it only really makes one. Okay. Which was the three or more kills. So no, under my list, this is not a slasher. Oh, interesting. So, under mine, I put edged weapon kill at least one. Okay, I like so that. So, I think that um, generally there's a multitude of different ways for a killer to kill people, but mm-hmm. they're called slashers for a reason, and I think that there should at least be one edged weapon. One slashing. Yes, one slash or stab, whatever, just a knife, a sword, a machete whatever you know you can just fill the rest with pitchforks chainsaws whatever after that i don't care Mm -hmm. but there should just be one you know a good throat slashing would be oh of course yeah excellent um that did not happen in this movie uh moving on i also have stalking slash hunting of victims Mm -hmm. which this does get this box does get checked off because he did set up his little thing it's a little loose to some degree because he does not actually murder them mm. when he does the hunting and stalking of anyone. So it does happen, but I did check that one off. Okay. Even though they did not lead to a direct kill. Mm-hmm. But also put down peekaboo corpse. Do you know what that trope is? Is it like a corpse jump scare? 
Yes, where somebody will be going around and one of the previous victims okay. pops up in some way. That's a great that's a great item on the list. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I did not come up with that term that is like peekaboo corpse. I like that. <laughs> but that did not happen in this. I have vice kill because a lot of times in these movies it would be teenagers have sex. Mm, yeah. Sex before marriage. Somebody does drugs. Yeah. Let's all go skinny dipping. Yeah, so while the vice aspect does come up in this, that also does not lead to direct kills. So I did not check it off because nobody's actually killed because yes. they did it. So I didn't count that one for this. Um, although it was close, I will say that. And then I have a body count of at least two victims. Why do you say two, not three? Um, I said two because I figured two. Because I watched the movie The Clown Murders. And there was one. You can't have a plural in that. I did leave out something like nudity, because there are known slashers that don't have nudity in it. Mm -hmm. Although this one had a lot of nudity. Yeah. Surprisingly enough. That's probably how it got its R. Yeah. Mostly because of that. But hey, that gets that gets butts and seats, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So for me, checked off two out of five. I'm going to say not a slasher. It's an enjoyable movie, but not a slasher. Sorry, everybody who voted for that one. <laughs> we thank you, though, for picking it out. Yeah. It was definitely, I still like the movie. It's just not a slasher. Hashtag not a slasher. <laughs> Get that trending. <laughs> That's all I have. What say you, Brun? I hope that the next two are slashers. We're going to find out because we're going to go through them. And they're going to have to meet these same criteria. Mm -hmm. So with that, let's close out the show and uh, get your t-shirt from T Public. We got cool shirts. Summer Slasher Camp shirt. They're on there. You've got one. I do. I love it. Yeah, it is pretty sweet. Mm -hmm. That's a that's a very bright yellow, too. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But also available in other colors. Mm -hmm. uh, feel free to contact us. Why don't you send us what five tropes you would need for a movie to be a slasher oh yeah that'd be cool mm -hmm. and maybe oh yeah if people sent them in we could compare them yeah that's good too yeah why not so right on in corrupted youth pod at gmail.com beautiful oh thank you son i appreciate that um visit us at the dongle den on facebook not bad it's been kind of fun in there lately actually yeah some fun memes well, more engagement and yeah stuff so yeah facebook not quite the dumpster fire it used to be i think probably because i've also eliminated some of the few straggler i'm just gonna jump on your post and i'm gonna disagree with you thanks that's annoying go away yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i don't i don't do that to you don't do it to me you're out of here bye but yeah other than that um Thank you to our listeners, the Dongles. And thank you to our fellow podcasters. Thank you for your support. Hang in there, Dongles. Bye.
that's right, folks. In one year, uh, my father has not learned how to play the harmonica yet. 